Merry, Merry Christmas here from us at Lonely Town. Uh, it's Derek and Jimmy, Jimmy and Derek, and we're here to discuss killer songs and growing up in uh, small towns and holiday cheer. Uh, today, we're going to cover a song that was, uh, before I even really got back into the killers or anything like that, when Christmas time would come around, I always had like non-traditional Christmas songs I like to listen to. And I think we kind of discussed this uh, a little bit last time, uh, maybe a couple episodes ago. Uh, but you can only hear, like, Silent Night and Oh Holy Night and some of these songs, Jingle Bells, Jingle Bells Rock, uh, so many times over the decades before you kind of just get a glassy-eyed to it. So uh, what I'd like to do, and this is going back, you know, um, probably over, over 10 years or so, is I'd like to put together a compilation of songs that were like the out-of-the-box Christmas song. Uh, but I didn't want it to be like just the corny grandma got ran over by a reindeer. I wanted to be stuff I enjoyed listening listening to, but it wasn't stuff that you heard a million times. So on that compilation, usually would find Joel the Lump of Coal. Joel, <laughs> Joel the Lump of Coal. Happy as a coal could be. Joel. And, <laughs> so yeah, we're going to talk about it. We're going to break it down. Uh, we're going to, you know, just kind of discuss it a little bit and... I just think it's a I, I think it's a good song. Um, I know it was kind of a joke song uh, for the Jimmy Kimmel show, um, but I think there's more there than just the joking around about it. So, Jimmy, I know you're not a big Christmas guy. We've talked about that with the songs, but you're sticking in there for, for the killers and for uh, this December for uh, the millions and millions of, of victims listening to us. <laughs> you, got, you got any thoughts uh, on Joel or, or when uh, you first heard it? Any, any memories come to mind? Yeah, I think I don't I don't think I knew about this one when it first came out. I wasn't following him as closely, and uh, when I did find about out about it, I thought, oh, my kids will like this one because it's a you know it's got the cartoon and it's it's about a little kid and a lump of coal. You know, it's like Frosty the Snowman for bad kids. I don't know, but one time we were sitting in line in Spanish Fork for the Festival of Lights, and. The line was super long. I was like, oh, I'm going to pull up a song, some Christmas music for the kids. So I pulled up Joel the Lump of Coal on YouTube. And I got a daughter who's pretty sensitive. And she didn't make it all the way through the song before she asked me to turn it off because she was crying. It was too sad of a story. <laughs> it was a little her. much for her, huh? Yeah, so that's that's one of my f- memories of, of first hearing the song and introducing it to my family. Uh, thinking it was going to be a great idea to help him get in the Christmas cheer, and all it did was bring a tear to my daughter's eye. <laughs> yeah, it, it can do that. I uh, I kind of like uh, the storyline, um, but I'm not a kid that's uh, depending on Santa bringing me toys if I'm good all year. So, uh, I mean, I, I know where I'm at on the list, I guess, is, is what <laughs> I should say. Uh, I don't know. There's not really any Nephi or anything connections to it, but just... Uh, Breaking down the story, I mean, I could say it's snowing, so it's obviously not Vegas. That's my favorite line, go-to line. Uh, I kind of like the, the rivalry that, that Brandon and Santa seem to have throughout uh, the record. Um, you know, it's kind of this back-and-forth thing, and I think this is uh, coming back in with the kind of the evil Santa. of uh, He's not just there to uh, reward the good children, but he's also really into like the punishing the bad kids. And I don't know... Uh, growing up, I never received coal in my stocking, uh, but I think it was threatened uh, on more than one occasion. 
I think I have uh, like cousins and stuff that may have got it. It's kind of a joke that they got the coal in the stocking. I can guess which cousin of yours probably got coal. Cousin Cole. <laughs> and so um, I was thinking that the Pet Rock uh, thing came out in the 70s. You remember hearing about that? Yeah. I'm thinking if somebody wants to steal this idea, and maybe it's already happened. I know there's like the fake coal that's really candy or something like that. I think if you were just to go and get a, a, a chunk of coal, maybe put some googly eyes on it, maybe not. And from uh, about Black Friday... On to about New Year's, you just sold it as like a lump of coal and you put some uh, cellophane around it so it didn't get all dirty. I think you could sell that for, you know, five bucks a, a lump or something like that. I think that'd be a novelty thing that, that people would get into. And, you know, the coal market's uh, kind of <laughs> not where it used to be, so that might be a good a good way to dispose of, of uh, some of the coal. I don't know. Well, always thinking of ways to make money at Christmas. That's my man, Derek. Um, also, I, I go back to when I was growing up, uh, in in Nephi, we had a we had a coal stove, and I remember uh, we'd go up to uh, kind of up on Sheep Lane Drive, over by where the the local sports bar was. Uh, there was a, a Tidwell's coal yard, and we'd drive over there in my dad's truck, and they'd load it up for you know whatever it was, and we'd have to go home and unload it, and then uh, throughout the winter we'd have to get buckets like these big metal buckets, and we'd bring in the coal for the night. That was me and my brother's job. And uh, coal would get really hot, and then it would produce what they called clunkers. Clinker. Clinker, clunkers, whatever. Oh, and yeah, you pull it out. I don't know. It's probably uh, one of those things that depends what side of town you were from, <laughs> your dialect. And uh, But we'd have to, like, put that in the buckets and take it back out, and, and like, you throw it to the side of the road or wherever you'd put it. But I remember in the wintertime, which is when you'd have the coal, but when there was snow and stuff, you'd throw it, and you could hear the sizzle kind of thing. <laughs> so that was kind of cool. But, yeah, I... I Coal, there's there's opportunity to be made there. I like this story though because it's uh, it's this this uh, kid that um, well, it's the the story of uh, this this piece of coal that's just happy to be on board at Santa's you know big night and he gets to participate. And I guess Cole wasn't uh, smartened up to the <laughs> fact that uh, this isn't really a good thing. And so then they all kind of laugh and make fun of him because he's just this joke <laughs> and and go back to it. Uh, there's another part that I wanted to bring up. Now that I'm looking at the lyrics, though. See, I can make this all Nephi-related if we have to. <laughs> Do you remember, and we had a science teacher that would sing songs occasionally about science-related things. Do you remember yes, that? of course. So there's a part of this song where he's breaking down what coal is made of, kind of. Anthracite. Anthra anthracite. And that, that reminded me of this teacher and him singing about the sun and, and whatever else we were going down with. Sun is a ball of <laughs> incandescent gas, a gigantic nuclear furnace. Yeah, that's the one. And I thought, I wonder if there's any connection there with this or if that was just something that popped in my mind. <laughs> of, uh, the science behind behind it was made up in song form. Yeah, he could have remembered Mr. McKay singing to him in seventh grade or eighth grade. That's funny. So a tip of the hat there to, to Mr. McKay, perhaps. But anyways, that goes on. and it's just I think it's kind of a sweet story about how, uh, you know, in the end... Santa thinks he's getting one over on this bad kid, and this bad kid's just happy to have anything. And uh, him and him and Joel become good friends, and uh, then it ties it together with the sacrifice of Christmas. And we're gonna get deep and philosophical again, but it's not just a, a feel good, care good kind of funny story with the rivalry there. Um, at the end, the Joel uh, kind of sacrifices himself so this boy can have a, a prize of a diamond, and and breaks down that he'll squeeze with all of his might and. Uh, so, so in a way, Joel sacrifices himself for this kid to have a present. 
on Christmas Day, which I think would ultimately go back to uh, the meaning of Christmas and Jesus coming and, and he sacrificed himself so uh, people have eternal life in that belief system. I know people don't really want to be preached at or hear religion. <laughs> I see enough on the message board about uh, whenever the killers get into religion, there's people that love it or hate it, but it's Christmas and that's what Christmas is about. Um, you can have the, the toys and you can have the Santa and you can have all that other stuff too, but I, I like how Brandon kind of sneaks that meaning in there. I don't know if that was him or maybe it was Jimmy Kimmel. I mean, overly religious man, Jimmy Kimmel, I'm sure. Uh, I don't know who, who wrote the lyrics or whatever, but I like how the story kind of focused back to uh, this present on Christmas Day. And in my mind, uh, it goes back to Jesus being the present on Christmas Day. I know that's pretty uh, pretty deep and, and, and uh, going the extra mile and bringing in Mr. McKay, Jimmy. But <laughs> but what say you on any of this? I feel like I'm, I'm taking all your precious time. No, well, I... Like I talked about on Boots, I had a theory on, you know, of a biblical character in each one of these songs that we we're going to talk about. Derek hit it right on the head with the, the lump of coal that sacrifices himself for this little boy to have uh, something precious. And, you know, it goes back to the whole, you know, there's something good inside of everybody. Even if nobody believes in you, you there's, you know, there's still a part of you that's, that's got worth. Yeah, I think the, the part that my daughter cried at was when he sacrifices himself, you know, it wasn't about... This poor boy who doesn't get a nice gift. That wasn't the sad part. It was how Joel sacrificed himself. And she got the the meaning of the song and the meaning of Christmas. So I got to try to be more like her. And if you're not crying by the end of Joel, the lump of coal, then... There might be something wrong with you. Yeah, you, you, your heart might be might need to be increased in size like the Grinch. But Yeah, there's definitely uh, something about we're all... Uh, something redeemable about, about everybody. And uh, you just need to find the right avenue to put uh, focus into and find the right partner that, that can bring that out of you. Yeah, the killer's version of Santa is definitely uh, makes you wonder what their childhood was like on Christmas. <laughs> He's always the evil character, and uh, I guess in a way, Santa bringing, you know, having a list of good and bad kids is kind of weird, but... Especially if you're not on the good list. We, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't have any children, uh, but I get to, like, parent... Um, vicariously or I get to see other people and how they handle things. And one of the things that I kind of find funny around Christmas time is uh, the threats that start coming out as, as the parenting <laughs> tip of if you don't, uh, if you don't clean your room or whatever, Santa's watching you. And I remember back to when I was a kid and, and stuff like that too, of like now they have these little spies that come like the, the, elf on on the, the shelf. shelf or you get these ornaments in the tree that have cameras in them that go back to the North Pole or, uh, you know, a lump of coal that you bought down at Tidwell's that I sold you out of a, a golf, back of a golf cart that will uh, report back to Santa anything that you say. Now I'm going to have it be a, a microphone, I've decided. <laughs> uh, but I, I kind of like, I don't know, it's kind of just funny to me a little bit. I get that, like, it's just a parenting technique, but in a way it's kind of like, Hey, I've got no problem if you don't clean up your room or whatever, but remember Santa's watching and like, if you don't get any presents, you're going to be pretty sad on Christmas, <laughs> you know, like kind of this backhanded, uh, uh, threat, but like the parent doesn't want to be the bad person. That's, I mean, good cop, uh, bad Santa. Yeah. Kind of thing. <laughs> and then like, but Santa gets all the glory too, when they get the present, he's this nice old elf that comes and visits. So, uh, it's just kind of funny to me to, to see that from, from that perspective and, uh, throughout the killer songs, uh, whenever they are talking about her with Santa, he's kind of that person that had been like threatening them their whole uh, growing up a little bit. And, the, you know, like you might not get presents or maybe they didn't get presents on Christmas. I don't know. But I can kind of see it from that perspective of uh, maybe, maybe they got threatened one too many times. And now now they're out to get their revenge with him. Or I don't know. There's a couple places in there where uh, 
him and Brandon just try to try to work things out, I guess. But anyways, that's uh that's my take on Joel. I really like it. It's a it's a pretty lighthearted song, uh, just to listen to. But if, but if you do go and and really focus on the uh, the lyrics, there's a pretty good little story there. And uh, if you're sensitive or, or, or smart <laughs> like Jimmy's daughter, you can get the meaning of it probably faster than most adults. And it is a it is a pretty good Christmas story. Like it, it, in there, there's a good story. And I I like songs that are kind of that way that have uh, have a meaning to them. It's not just a bunch of fluff about like you know it's cold outside and the snow's coming down. Let's go down to Christmas Town. See, I just made that up. <laughs> nice work. We'll get some pine trees and a cup of nog, and I don't know. That's about as far as I got. But what do you get? I'm curious what you're going to rhyme with nog. Yeah, that's it. And we'll and we'll celebrate around the Yule log. Berries from the bog. There you go. <laughs> yeah, you there you go. But there's no meaning. There's no substance there. So <laughs> that's all I got, Jimmy. You got anything else? Well, I just wanted to ask if you ever went and saw Santa at the old gym. You know I, I did. That. You know I did. Yeah, when Santa would come to Nephi, uh, that was the spot. Everybody would show up at the old gym. You would get to sit on Santa's lap, tell him what you wanted. You get a, a brown paper bag with an orange and some peanuts in it, <laughs> and everyone had a fun time. Yeah, Santa would make the rounds. Uh, sometimes he'd come to the ward parties, uh, the Christmas parties they'd have in the churches, and then like in the uh, the gym. Like if you're not familiar with like an LDS Mormon whatever church. There, there's usually a basketball court in the center where you play the ward ball, and that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> uh, but they usually have Santa come out on the stage, and you'd go up there, so you'd get to see him there. Occasionally, he would come to, like, the city building or somewhere like that, I think. Maybe that was after the old gym days. Uh, I don't know. And now, do they have a parade, or they used to have a parade? I don't know. I think it's been off and on. I don't. I think there's been... I don't know. They were posting about it for the coffee shop, something about... So... There, there's a few chances to see him in town, but that was the good one. Was uh, yeah, you'd go down to the old gym and go up there and you get the bag of bag of peanuts and a and an orange and uh, tell him all your hopes and dreams and hopefully you didn't get a lump of coal in your stocking. Yeah, I think uh, the other thing I wanted to bring up on this episode that we haven't talked about on any of the any any of the other Christmas song episodes was just to remind everybody about our episode last year. We did talk about the I'll Be Home for Christmas, which is the one song on the album that's not a original, but they do put their own twist on it. It has an intro from Brandon where he talks about leaving Henderson to come to Utah. And uh, so go go check that out if you haven't, if you, if you weren't listening to us last year. And if you're wondering what to get us this year for Christmas, uh, you can go ahead and you can go subscribe to the show if you're not already. Uh, you can share it with a friend. You can go on our social media, give us a follow, uh, post us some things. Send us an email message, and hopefully I'll respond to you at some point. But I got your email message. I just haven't, I haven't wrote anything back, but we got it. <laughs> and we're appreciative of all the feedback and stuff that we, we get. You can rate the show. Uh, anything like that, you can come to Nephi, support the people down on Main Street, go to the coffee shop and tell Meadow High. Any of those things would be great uh, Christmas presents for, for us. Yeah, I think the other thing I wanted to mention on this episode that we hadn't talked about was the Red Campaign and how... Many celebrities, they were able to get involved uh, in addition to just the, the band members. And, you know, with this one, we had Jimmy Kimmel, who I didn't realize until recently. He also did another video with Brandon and a couple other, a bunch of other celebrities later on for the Red Campaign. Um, so if you want to see a video of Brandon sitting next to Julia Roberts on a piano in Jimmy Kimmel's studio singing, if we don't help people with AIDS, we're going to hell, you, can, you should look that one up. It's one I hadn't seen before. We'll put a link to it in the show notes if I remember. 
And I think the Red Campaign is still active, uh, even though the Killers aren't doing a, an annual song. Uh, you could surely help contribute to it so that you don't go to hell. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the other related celebrities that they, they worked with, you know, Bono was from U2, has definitely started the campaign. And I, I don't know if they had any interactions with him with, when they got involved with the project, but um, on these songs, there's we talked about, they met, they sang with Elton John and Neil Tennant. There's a Christmas in L.A. episode where they, with the music video that stars Owen Wilson, and then um, Dirt Sledding has Richard Dreyfuss on it, and, of course, Ned Humphrey Hansen, like I talked about, I'll Be Home for Christmas, our Utah celebrity from Payson who is no longer with us, but we have forever memorialized in, in song on this album. So do yourself a favor, listen to some Killer's Christmas songs, and... Merry Christmas, you stupid lump. <laughs> With that being said, that's another holiday season down from us at Lonely Town. <laughs>